commencing Operation Self-Elevation. As we will see in these comics, Starscream, being the spawn of a glitch that he is, will continue to take two steps forward and one step back, but in the end of all things, he makes the right choice and elevates his character arc, something that I wish the hosts of this podcast would do, but I suppose that is a lost cause. Now, let me hack into the radio waves for your own amusement. And welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Monarchs Prime with my co-host here. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. And today, Compatron could not make it. But, oh, that's uh, alright. We'll, we'll get him next time. We'll yes, get him next, we'll next time. So, for today's episode, Kilo takes us to IDW Transformers to All or One Volume 3. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back. Read the comics because this one's really good. It's very juicy, as yes, the humans would call very it. Very good. Then come back and listen to the podcast. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before. So click that subscribe button and tell your friends it's a good time. Now, onwards. Kilo, since um, Computron isn't here, would you mind giving us the facts and I'll do the trivia? Sounds good. There are four comics plus an annual. Issue 9 was published May 3rd, 2017, and the annual was released December 20th, the same year. Writer is Margaret Scott, and the artists are Sarah Pitridocher, with colors by Joanna Lafuente and Sarah Pitridocher. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, let us know how to pronounce it correctly. Yes. Uh, are you ready for the trivia? I'm ready. Issue 9, Starscream has had stained glass windows of himself installed in the courtroom. Groot Starscream, you're so extra. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Issue 10. Back all the way in issue 1, it was noted that multiple Decepticons who had been assaulted were marked with nemosurgery scars, leading to the conclusion that someone was attempting to obtain information about Swindle's fate from their minds. This issue, issue 10, we learned that that was indeed the case, and that Arachnid was the Nemo surgeon responsible. On page 5, a flashback shows her invading the brain of generic cons who died of his wounds on the first page of issue 1. Wow. Talk about a callback. Full circle. <laughs> issue 12. Before IDW introduced Forge versus Constructed Cold, Skywarp attested in Hall Hail Megatron number 6 that Seekers are identical because they all take the form of their commander in homage and respect to him. In Megatron Origins number 3, the trio also appears in mildly distinct body type before Hook retrofitted them at Megatron's command into identical warriors. The 2018 annual would eventually reveal that Starscream deliberately had Thundercracker and Skywarp reformatted in his likeness to confuse the taxpayers Starscream had ripped off. Oh wow. <laughs> what a story. Oh, oh, wow. Tacky, tax evasions. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. <laughs> and he's in power now, so it just 
you know, full circle again. <laughs> yeah, we need we need him to show his taxes. We need to see that. Yes, yes, we do. Definitely not referencing anything else. <laughs> In the annual, had Till Olar One not been canceled, Scott stated that she would have liked to use plot lines such as all the G1 cartoon fanbots, Chromia, Greenlight, Lancer, Moonracer, Firestar, and Alita One, teaming up for an issue, examining of the divides in Yukar's tribal societies, the antics of the patrons of Blur's Bar, the escapees of Ironhide's security company, and Alita One repopulating and militarizing the city-state of Kaon. Vestiges of these potential plots can be seen in the annual. Chromia, Lancer, and Greenlight, and hinted at Firestar, do indeed team up. Airazer discusses the difficulties of intertribal relationships on your cars. Three of the patrons of Blur's Bar visits Windblade, and several scenes are set there. Fat Tinkor, as a member of Ironhide's law enforcement team, breaks up a brawl. Wow, that's very confusing. Breaks up a brawl, there's a bot named Brawl, never mind. And many fear that the war is starting if Alita 1 takes power. This would have been awesome. Sad it never came true. It would have been awesome. But, you know, there's always Ooh. the future. That was a lot of fun trivia. Kilo, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Will do. The weight of leadership presses down on Starscream as he finds himself confronted with a series of unwinnable situations. With the nemosurgical help of Arachnid, Starscream leverages Blastoff to get the Combaticons under his control. While Windblade fights for her life inside her own head, Starscream finally gets to be alone in his. Starscream joins Windblade's mental battle with Vigilum, but time is running out for all three of them, and only the truth will set them free. And finally, Windblade strikes out on her own and competes against Starscream and Alita One in Cybertron's first election. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Fantastic. Before we get started, I want to point out that the annual part of this volume takes place after the First Strike comics, but the rest of these comics happen before First Strike, just so that you know, for future tenses, past, Yeah, per- that is not future, confusing you know, at all. <laughs> definitely not confusing at all. I think what was meant to happen is the annual is supposed to be part of Volume 4, but that never happened, so it's here with us. Oh, I see, I see. With that, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. We start off with Starscream being in a bad mood during a trial for a bot that appears very much innocent, but Starscream doesn't care and declares him guilty. Thoughts on this arc? Oh boy, Starscream always getting... Because it it was great seeing him interact with Bumblebee and Bumblebee's like... Like he... Even Starscream says that the bot on the stand is not guilty. Like, Like he figures out that through the neurorisms and mannerism, not neurorism, mannerisms of the bot, that they're scared, that they didn't do any of this. And mm-hmm. while talking with Star- with Bumblebee and all the other members of the council, things come up and he's like, okay, I just got to choose my battles. And he's like, okay, you're guilty. We'll do this. With, uh, we'll help you free Chromia. And then we'll do this over here. We'll just keep it a secret. And I'm like, no, Starscream, you're doing worse. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, make, he's digging a hole. As yes, the humans would say, right? Yes, the humans say a lot of things. I love Bumblebee in the in, in this these in this volume. He just did amazing. Yeah, peak Bumblebee attitude throughout the these comics. What were your thoughts when Alita One spins the story to Cybertron like she was going to help when the Titans attacked? You know, for political gain. 
when she was saying the whole place could burn before she would help. That was very, very interesting because, you know, she was all against having Vigilum transform, you know, freeing Leech Maximo. And then she's like, oh, no, no, it's all part of our plan. I'm like, wow, Starscream, we have another Starscream trying to go get power. (laughs) But I I do like this version of Alita because she's trying... Like it's more, it's more of a ruthless Alita, and I really like seeing that, like this twist on the on the character. I do too. So, Kayla, why? What is the real reason Alita One gave why she left or withheld information, the history of Leech Maximo and such? Well, Alita feared that the followers of Leech would try to free free him and you know attack their ship. So she withheld information that they were carrying Leech. That way, that didn't happen. Because, yes, you can tell the population and some of them were like, yeah, perfect, the, he, he's trapped, he can't do anything. But then there's always those that are like, no, I, I revere this, this prime and they must be free. I want them to do uh, what they, their goal was long time ago. So it was, it was a, a double-bladed, uh, yeah, double-bladed sword that was like, you can, some of them will feel at ease that he is in prison, but others will try to take advantage of that. So I understand why she did it. Yeah, very, very complicated situation to yes. maneuver. Yes, and uh, I don't want to say that they're similar, but we, we could see, you know, kind of Starscream and Alita having to lead their their people and have to keep secret from all of them. I know, though, the ones right. in Carcer uh, or Vigilum knew of Leech Maximo, but, you know, you got to be careful with all the colonies and all of that. So it's a little bit complicated. And so uh, keeping secrets is not good, kids. But No, do not. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, not every is... case scenario is perfect. And we won't yes. elaborate anymore on that because we don't want to be held accountable. <laughs> yes. But, Kilo, how did you feel about Dead Bee's advice to Starscream and thoughts and Starscream's actions afterwards, like declaring... The, the Badgeless guy guilty, setting Chromia free on one condition, and actually keeping Alita one secret about Leech Maximo. I, I I really liked when Bumblebee's like cut it out and he just kinda like snapped at Starscream and he's like, What are you mm-hmm. doing? You're you I really like that scene and I feel like it's Starscream trying to tell himself that. because uh, mm-hmm. again, this is Bumblebee inside his brain module, so it's it's just him trying to make himself be better, and he always results to his traditional way. But I was, I was, I'm not surprised he decided to go with the easiest answers in some cases. Like you yeah. know, branding this batch list the the one at fault was like, yeah, they, that way the population is happy. We're done with this, and I can move on. Uh, but the Alita is like, yes, I have my own secrets. Might as well try to do this because it'll end up bad for me. And freeing Chromia is like, also, will be bad for me if they, you know, if they tell that the, uh, if I lose my combiners, if I give it to the Mistress of Flame. So he wants that power. So he just had to give in that way. So Starscream is not having a good time leading Cybertron. No, no, it's not. It's not a good time at all. So many enemies. In our next issue, we get introduced to... Arachnid, who is working with Starscream, and I absolutely love her design. It's based on the Transformers Prime design, and but why, Kilo, are they here? I love this design as well, and I like the the little backstory 
linking her with uh, Black Arachnia and, and the Fade Weavers. But they're here because Arachnid is trying to help the Combaticons. And Starscream needs the Combaticon to protect him so that he wants his personal bodyguards. And the only way to do that is to a little bit of nudging through uh, Arachnid's nemosurgery abilities to convince them that they've always been guarding Starscream, that they don't hold any grudges against him, that he's been doing his best to save Swindle, that he did not shoot Swindle, and he needed he needs one of them to convince the others, and that way the the memory impulses not impulses, but the the, the nudges that they've been doing a stick. Because the the nudges are not perfect, because one of them eventually will be like, hmm, I don't I don't think this is how it happened, and it'll break. So they use Blastoff to convince the others, and the only way Starscream gets Blastoff to do that is by having Onslaught have a you know finally notice that Blastoff likes him. So what was your thoughts on all that? I, first, it caught me off guard that Blastoff has feelings for Onslaught, because I always saw them like they were kind of like a team member, you know, there's multiple teams, but uh, I felt like they were <laughs> kind of like a, a band of brothers in a way. And they were, you know, working together because they've, this is all they've done and all they've known through their life. And so at first when I was reading it, cause it, it's, it's a memory, it's inside of Blastoff's brain module where Starscream tries to convince him because they're all uh, shut down because of the combination. Uh, at first off, it, fa- it felt like a little bit of a fanfic, like they were trying to get these two favorite characters of theirs hooking up. And after I read it, I'm like, yeah, I, I could see it. And I, I, I guess they, there were some hints in the previous one when Blastoff was trying to protect Onslaught. And yeah. I'm happy for them, but I feel like changing somebody's memories so that they notice you is not going to end well for them. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Like a... <laughs> Like a Rise of the World Killers scenario, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? So let's check in on Windblade, who is currently unconscious, fighting for her life, battling internal struggle with the mind of Vigilum, who downloaded himself into her body. Any favorite scenes or parts that stand out to you? Because I really enjoy the entirety of this arc. Like the beautiful versions of artwork of Windblade, and Vigilum shape-shifting in her mind, like, it's very gorgeous, because, like, they can show different forms of themselves, and it's really, really beautiful. Yes, I I loved it all, especially because we, we get to see Windblade from, like, uh, I don't want to say, you know, a child, but she loses her crest at one point, and eventually kind of grows, so it shows her transition as she, you know, became a city speaker, and all the troubles she went on Kaminus mm-hmm. to to gain that role and I really like it at the end she has this beautiful armor with gold and ribbons and it looks amazing she has RC's blade from the Combiner Hunters oh yeah series so I was like whoa because it kind of switches between panels I'm like whoa whoa, whoa. How, how did you get this sword but and then I figured out you know this is all on their brain so they can kind of yeah. modify it as they see fit but I it's love Vigilant yes it's in the mind space <laughs> <laughs> and I like uh, Vigilum changing into Windblade and kind of showing like a darker side of her and trying to convince yeah. her like that we're the same, we're trying to do the same gold and they're fighting. It was beautiful. Like the whole, like all of the interactions as they fight one another was amazing. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a lot of the War Star movies, that Cave of Evil, where mm, you face, I see. face yourself, where the guy Luke 
went in there and he fought um, asthma guy, but it was him <laughs> the whole time. I don't. I, the guy. I, have the, I have to watch the movies again. Apparently, yes. anyway. Very scary, but beautiful at the same time. One question real quick. Is Vigilum a city speaker, or did he just get the markings because of Windblade as he's just kind of like in her? Because he takes a different form than the one yeah. we see in his Titan. So I don't know if this is just like him I think mixing with her memories. him mixing with her memories. Okay, I see. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Let's take a quick ad break. Hey, Compitron, you look tired. You doing okay? No, just running low on fuel. I really wish there was a small drink that can give me the boost I need to finish the day. There is, and you're in luck. It's called K-Juice, a new exciting Energon drink that will give you the boost that you need to finish the day strong. Here, have one. Thanks, Onyx. <sighs> that hit the spot. Just what I needed. Purchasing K-Juice, you agree to the following terms and conditions. K-Juice Corp is not responsible for any possible crimson contained inside What's the, in the box? or any mischievous gaming plans that may arise Onyx. after consumption. Other side effects may include not moving faster than the brain module, spontaneous outbursts, random black What in Primus's name did you give me? And welcome back. So, this entire mind fight with Vigilim and Windblade, Arachnid offers a solution to Starscream on how to save Windblade, which involves a mind fight connecting Starscream's mind to Windblade to hopefully fight off Vigilum, but it puts a countdown on it and when time runs out, no one makes it out. Thoughts on this idea and part of its implementation? I I like the the whole idea, like because when Vigilum is inside Windblade, there's two I think they said there was two codes trying to compete for, for the for the brain module. So mm-hmm. one needs survive but they can't distinguish which code is which so they didn't want to pull you know pull the wrong person out and right. so starscream decides to go in thinking you know i can handle this you know i be i got really this. easy I, <laughs> and Barely vigilum, inconvenience <laughs> yes and vigilum just looks at him is like oh you're you're the weakest of of all the ones that are in here and he just transforms into megatron and starscream just kind of like crumbles at the side of seeing Megatron and yeah, I really like that visual where like Vigilum as Megatron is ripping into Starscream, like showing all his previous forms ripping through him like layers. Yes, there's that thing. Computron's probably right. Layers, onions. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I told you the one from the movies looks like an onion. It all yeah, makes sense now. Starscream ends up being the damsel in distress, which I found hilarious. Yes. Yes, uh, I I like that Vigilum says that, you know, these layers are his facade, him trying to, you know, be something else and try to pers- mm-hmm. show people that he's different, he's changed, but it ends up always being the same Starscream. That was, that was great. But in the end, Windblade's the one, you know, that has to rescue Starscream, and she does it As in always. the most beautiful way possible. I would yeah. have to say because Vigilum rips off rips off Starscream's chest and you can see his spark and Windblade picks it up and starts talking about how this is your your spark and it hasn't changed much but it feels cold so this is where we find out that Starscream has been constructed cold so it's a pre-made body he was never given the chance to become his true self and through the experiences of all the bots around him that has been have been 
modify not necessarily modifying physically but you know through the experiences of their input and how to like bumblebee that he's been talking to him and try to be better and optimist and soundwave and all those bots he's managed to become his almost his own person and she takes out a, a, a smitting hammer like like solace from caminus you know because caminus likes uh, they follow yeah. solace prime and so you see all these bots that have been modifying or not Modifying, influencing. Shaped the way he he was, yeah. right? Yes, or influencing he, he, Starscream. Yeah. That was the better word. Influencing yeah. Starscream. And we finally see Starscream's true form. And it's amazing. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely fantastic. It's beautiful. Ah, that's oh, so good. That that That's such a small arc, but it gives Starscream such yeah. a rich backstory. It does. It, it does. They, they did amazing. Fantastic. Full hands... Hands clapping, encore, all the works. Yes. So they defeat Vigilum, and they are able to separate, and that's kind of how this concludes. But this volume's not over. We have the annual, and the annual, I know, it's the next issue, which may be confusing in future issues. It takes place after the first strike one-shots and first strike champions, so just keep that in mind. We're just going to go into it now because it's here, so... Just keep that in mind for future comics and videos. Yeah, so uh, maybe like you can pause it here. Once the first strike comes out, you can watch that one and then come back to this point. So that way it all yeah. kind of makes sense a little bit more. Yeah. So. so we get to see Windblade return to the council disgusted with the fact that everyone is lying to the public and is slapped by the Mistress of Flame. Hmm, this slap looks familiar. Oof. Maybe we should keep the Prime's name out of their mouth, but who knows? <laughs> now she's running for leader of Cybertron. Thoughts? Favorite scenes? I found this issue of like all the bots rallying after her and being like, "No, you should lead. You're the one that tells us the truth. You think of the people. You never say that. You know, the, they they compare it to bots that they say that they're doing it for the people, but they don't really mm -hmm. do anything. You actually do it for the people, and you know, detriment to yourself because now that She's told the truth of Leech Maximal being out there. All the bots are in a tuzzle. They're all trying to fight him. There's even a bot that tries to put her offline mm -hmm. because she put everybody in jeopardy. But seeing Blur and everybody at the bar be like, no, we believe in you. You should be the one that leads us. And, and the preliminaries are going to be happening soon. So you should, you should go in there and try your best. And it was such a sweet moment. Uh, Very I, I got... I got Yes, I like some coolant was coming out of my my optics at that point. Oh, you're gonna need a refill here soon. <laughs> so my favorite things about these scenes is like Alita One thinks she has it in the bag because she thinks Starscream and Windblade will split the votes. But to everyone's surprise, Kilo, the ending has Starscream during the debate. The debate that is the final debate. And confesses to everything terrible he's ever done live on TV, which then causes Windblade to win the elections. Thoughts? I was not expecting Starscream to do any of that. Because at this point, Rat Trap gave Windblade a little suitcase with everything that Starscream has done. And she, you mm -hmm. know, read through it. And she threw it at Starscream. And the first thing he does as she leaves, he's like, okay, okay, we got to comb through this. And he, this is talking to Bumblebee. We got to go comb, comb through this and find a mistake somewhere. And if one falls, everything else cannot be questioned, really, because, you know, the, mm -hmm. this one has a fall. Yeah. And as soon as the, 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 the final debate happened and he said, this is what I did. I'm sorry. I'm like, 
Oh, he did it. It was He finally was thinking about the people and not himself, which is a very nice character development and arc for him to end yes. on here. Which is great because like he knows if Alita wins, it's just gonna be a Megatron situation all over again. So he finally yep. did it for the people. Yes, it was amazing. Absolutely wonderful. Is there anything else you want to mention that we haven't covered? I love the ending of it all because mm-hmm. uh, after Windblade wins, a bit, you know, gets her office, Ironhide comes in and shows her a data pad with Starscream's information and like, ready to be in prison. She just needs to press a button to make it all happen. She decides to talk to Starscream and she brings him a little present, which is like a hologram of his true form out there. And he has this almost happy smile or like it's not a really a smile but you can kind of see that he's come to term that he needs to be better and like this will will help him like he did the right thing yeah it was uh, so good it's very good. So good so let's go ahead and move to rod star rating i'm going to come out of the bat out of the bat swinging is that the, how the humans say out of the gate swinging yeah out of sure. the gate out of the gate um five stars for me hands down no questions asked it's it's well developed well well done everywhere yeah I, I will have to do the same five stars it was so good like just the little arc with uh with individual m and we getting that huge backstory for starscream and seeing his true form and uh it was just small pages right it was like maybe like five pages long when we go through from windblade picking up his spark to really see him and kind of understanding where he comes from. It was so mm-hmm. strong, just those five pages. Oh, this Very whole story strong. was so good. I'm sad that it got cancelled. There's no reason. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, a silly more. reason. Of course, it's always a silly reason. <laughs> but, listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. If you are interested in getting in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. So, Kilo. <laughs> yes. I think I know what you're going to ask me. Any new toys? That was not what you were going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on your toes, bud. You got me. You got me. Uh, I just recently got the Legacy Alita toy, and I really love it. I, this has to be my favorite Alita toy ever that I've gotten. Mm. Not that I've had many before, but I really, <laughs> I really love this design that they did for her. And like, it just looks so cool. I, I've, I've been messing with it nonstop since I got it. Fantastic. Can't wait to see it in person. <laughs> I recently got the Mastermind Creations, I believe, uh, Deathosaurus. The IDW version, that is. And Ooh. it is absolutely amazing. It's a big boy, and he's in the right height size class for the Planet X Caucus. And then oh. the other third-party Optimus Prime IDW that I have. And it works really well. I enjoy this figure. I haven't transformed him yet, but I gotta figure that out. Cool. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go see it then. <laughs> yeah. Kilo, can you tell us about your Twitch? <laughs> there it is! <laughs> Yes, I've been streaming on a platform on Earth called Twitch.tv, and my channel name is Kilobyte Prime. So if you go search Twitch.tv slash Kilobyte Prime, you'll be able to find my channel there. And I've been streaming a lot of fun games. Recently was Cult of the Lamb, and hanging out with Onyx and some of our other friends, and just having a blast. 
So if that's something you seem interesting and you just want to hang out, talk with us, and enjoy some gameplay, you are welcome to stop by at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you want updates to the schedule, you can follow me on Twitter at Kilobyte Prime to stay updated on that. Give them a follow. Yes. Are you ready for Transformers Optimus Prime Volume 2? I'm ready. Fantastic. If you've enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we've started a Patreon. All the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude such as 3D files, entry to our Discord where you can chat with us live and ask us questions. You'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before their public release. And that goes the same with our D&D podcast, Transform and Rollouts. Also, we have a goal to reach 500 subscribers. We'll be holding a brand new kind of giveaway we've never done before, so click that subscribe button, tell your friends, it's a good time. And as always, we hope you are all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff of D&D series Transform and Rollout. The second and newest season titled First Stand of the Wreckers with a brand new DM, a different story, and from what I hear, a better pilot episode than the last series. Sorry, not sorry, Onyx. Let's tune in for a preview now. You have the the ten energon cubes for emergency. That's that's all they gave you. Emergency, and this is worth more than ten energon cubes. No, it's just one energon cube and fifty shanix. Okay, just use one of the work expenses. This right is not a work expense. Audit. Do it. 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 Who has the work expense? Lapis does. No, I have it. Wait, what if this is? Use work expense. Just use the work expense. I am taking off. I am taking off one Energon cube, and it is being given to Borg. So now we have nine Energon. We don't have enough money for something because of this. I swear to Primus. Astonishing, there is also a YouTube channel with bonus content such as video games containing funny comments and a link will be provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon where you can get even more bonuses content such as 3D files, access to their Discord, and listen to content before it is released to the public. More links will be provided below. End transmission.